Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Kia ora and hello. I've been asked to tell you about No Labels, the radio show for, by, and about people living with disabilities. The show offers interviews and news about the disability sector in Aotearoa, New Zealand. On Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM. Find us on Facebook or go to www.accessradio.org.nz. No Labels, our voice for you on Access Radio. Hello and welcome to the program. I'm Mike Gawley. On today's show, I share the airwaves with the folk from Maranga, a service of Spectrum Care, helping intellectually disabled people achieve life goals and aspirations. They're based in Wellington. And why? What happens in Geneva matters to disabled people here? Rise Up Marang or RUM, is a show broadcast on Access Radio, and I was recently allowed to join them. And you're also listening to Wellington Access Radio, and with us in the studio is Mike, who's from No Labels, So, and uh, has come to ask us some questions about our show. Yeah. Mike, do you want to explain what you'd like to kind of, how you'd okay. like to leave okay, this well, chat? What I'd like to do is ask Nicholas to tell me a bit about Maranga and what you do there and the activities and what you like doing there. So, so you, Nicholas, can you start off by saying what your name is? Nicholas Smith, that's my name. I, um, I've been doing this group since 2018. Except Charlotte's been doing it since 2019, haven't you? True, yeah. Yeah, I started working at Maranga 2019, yeah. About three and a half years ago. Yes, that's right. Yeah. What kind of activities do you do at Maranga? Oh, Tuesday Explorers and also gym and indoor bowls and drama and also um, what other activities like um, activism and also um, the um, other workshops like careers workshops and also we've got um, Tara Murray with um, our one of our Scotland friends and also uh, what the Friday day and also this radio show and also performing arts and speech and drama and also multimedia and made by Maranga but yeah actually made by Maranga is a market company actually yeah true yeah there's a lot there <laughs> to take yes. in yeah mixed mixed bag of things that yes. you can get involved in it does yeah. sound rather Nicholas like you like media anything to do with media is that right yes we do well we do the social media on a Friday as well well, of course, editing, uh, posters and what else is there and also, yeah. Yeah, you're a big fan of the, I'd say, yeah, the radio, the, yes. the media groups, yes. the drama groups. Um, yeah, excellent yeah. kind of MC and compare yes. when we've had different events going on. Yes. Nicholas, definitely, you get involved in those things, yes. don't you? So, Charlotte, you're someone who works at Maranga. I am, yeah, yeah. What brought you into the fold? Oh, um, it's very random, actually. I used to work at the Southern Cross Bar and Restaurant, like basically over the road from Maranga. And then um, my, uh, well, a friend of mine who used to come in um, was the team leader at Maranga at the time. And then they were happened to be looking for staff. And she was like, oh, have you ever tried support work? Why not um, give it a go? And then, yeah, that was yes. three and a half years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, never done it before. But, yeah, no, it's... And what do you get out of it, Charlotte? Um, oh, everything. Um, I, I just, yeah, it's definitely, without sounding really cliche and cheesy, it's yes. changed my life. The, you know, the people are the the main thing that obviously keep my ranger going. Yes. And every day is different. It's, yes. I never, 
you know, there's never really a morning where I wake up and don't want to go to work. Um, yeah, no, really love my job. Very lucky to work with some, um, alongside some amazing people like Nicholas and everyone else, yeah. So, Nicholas, what made you come up with the idea of Rise Up Barunga as a name for the programme? Well, we came up with that on the first day. Of course, deciding what name shall we be, this group shall be called, and uh, and uh, everybody um, met up on the first day and decided what they wanted to call the, the group, and yeah. Yeah, because I think Maranga means to rise, rise up, up. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. So so actually, Rise Up Maranga is Rise Up, Rise Up, yeah, Rise Up, Rise Up, just, got, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny yeah that's right. Yeah. Sounds very political, which is good. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, the acronym spells out rum, which, yes. you know, it's a great drink. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Why is yours called No Labels, can I ask? I thought of it about 40 years ago. We were coming up with the idea of a disability issue show on yeah. Access Radio. And I thought, what are we going to call it? We won't call it anything. It's to be no labels. Because yeah. that's something we, as disabled people, often feel very um, infuriated by when people label us. Yeah, yeah. Give us yeah. a name, you know, like handicapped or whatever. Yeah. And so I just thought, oh, no label sounds like a nice little catchy title. So yeah, that, no, it does. Yeah, I like that. And it's stuck through 40 years. How about that? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you've been doing your show for 40 years? Well, I started it, but I, I haven't been doing it through the 40 years. Other, yeah. Other, oh, okay. other people have done it. Now, of course, Thomas Bryan is the co-host and producer of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to give that when does yours get played out? Can't, uh, well this one will get played on the um, 11th of October. Okay. As, as part of the show. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll have to give it a listen, Nicholas. Yes, yes, that's right. Is it a podcast on the website as well? Yeah. Yes, cool. yep. Okay. Hey, look, thanks, guys. It's been really great. Oh, thank, well, thank you. you very much, yeah. Mike. It's been a great pleasure meeting you being part today. of this, and you've been part of our show. I think yes. that's a really good thing. Yeah, no, that is really good. Thanks. Okay. Hey, really thank you for that, uh, Mike. Okay, well, I'll be back with the art show. In the meantime, uh, let's go to the next segment. <laughs> that's Nicholas Smith from Rum, Rise Up Maranga. And, of course, as is our want, we like to ask our guests what they'd like us to play for them. So Nicholas has chosen Hold On by Wilson Phillips and Charlotte's Choice is Have You Ever Seen the Rain by Credence Clearwater Revival?
Charlotte Piper's choice, Have You Ever Seen the Rain? by Queen at Clearwater Revival. Lead advisor of the Disability Rights Team of the Human Rights Commission is Esther Woodbury. She recently travelled to the UN in Geneva and records the discussions there are a big deal. What's so important about Geneva? Well, 
It's where they, well, it's called the Palais de Nations. Um, it's where um, the UN headquarters is. Um, and it's where they have the, um, the reviews, the country reviews from the different committees, from the different conventions. So um, the reason that I thought it was quite important recently is that New Zealand had the, um, the it was the New Zealand Review of the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities um, and the committee for that convention was um, reviewing the New Zealand government's progress against the convention in New Zealand. And it was the first time that um, we have had a country review since 2014. Um, so it was very important to be in Geneva. It was very it was really cool to be in Geneva and to be able to talk directly to the UN committee um, and feed in all of the like monitoring and um, that the independent monitoring mechanism um, has been doing in the last eight years and try and convey um, what, what the situation is like in, in Aotearoa, New Zealand for disabled people. And what kind of things would the review be looking at in particular? What sort of aspects of what's going on in New Zealand? So the committee goes through um, all of the articles of the convention, so um, um, which there's a really wide range of them, but you know some of the areas that, of course, we looked at were around um, disabled people's experience with the education system, young disabled people's experiences, um, um, we look at people's, for example, access to justice. So whether disabled people have the same rights to justice um, as non-disabled people in New Zealand. Um, and there's just a range of broad issues around, you know, the right to health, the, um, the right to participate in sort of political and civil society, um, the right to an adequate standard of living. So it's a really, really, really broad range of issues that the convention covers. Um, and so the committee goes through every article and says, you know, asks the government questions about how things are going in this particular area, in this particular area. Okay, so each country obviously represents itself in the best light possible, I would imagine. Absolutely. I mean, of course, because the convention is um, a lot of the convention and a lot of the UN conventions are about progressive realization towards um, this kind of this standard of what we would like, um, what we would expect the world to be like for disabled people. Um, so, government. So, the New Zealand government came and talked about where progress had been made. And they they absolutely acknowledged that there are some areas where quite a bit more progress needed to be made. So absolutely, um, the New Zealand government, um, yeah, they, they put their best foot forward and they talked about all of the, the really important things that they'd been working on. Um, and, yeah, and they were asked questions. And so um, I guess the independent monitoring mechanism's role in that is to 
it's a bit of a real world reality check of like these are the areas that we think are um, of concern and these are the areas that we think that we would like to see particular particular issues dealt with and um, so yeah that it's a bit of a it's a it's an ongoing conversation it's a an ongoing conversation about how we'd like the world to progress what about disabled people's representatives do do disabled people from New Zealand have any chance to say what they think is going on in New Zealand yeah absolutely so um what they so what the the independent monitoring mechanism so it's like a it's a particular um, mechanism which um, the the United Nations have um, said each government who signs up to the treaty needs to have um, an independent monitoring mechanism. So, um, so it's not it's not just the government that we hear from. It's um, it's like an independent voice. And um, so what the so what the independent monitoring mechanism or the IMM we tend to call it. What the IMM does is um, it's made up of three different partners. It's made up of um, Te Kahui Tika Tangata, so the Human Rights Commission where I work. It's made up of um, the Office of the Ombudsman and it's made up of the DPO Coalition and that's, Cabinet has decided that that's the, that's the mechanism in New Zealand and it, these mechanisms work really differently in different parts of the world. But in New Zealand, that's the, that's the decision that was agreed to. Um, so what the IMM does is we we um, we do research, we publish reports, we look over um, statistics that come out, new reports that come out, um, and we pull together information from all over the place. Um, there's lots of disabled people lead monitoring. Um, so it's not just disabled people who um, are part of monitoring, but it, the monitoring is led by disabled people. Um, and so the DPO Coalition do that. Um, and they, um, so we bring together all of these different sources of information. We work with lots of community organisations. Um, we work with whanau groups. We work with Tangatafai Kaha Māori groups. Um, to get as much kind of information as we can. And some of the different parts of the independent monitoring mechanism, um, we have our, our own ways that we get information. So the Human Rights Commission gets um, a lot of inquiries and complaints around disability. And um, so all of that kind of information feeds into the kinds of questions that we would like the government to be asked. Um, and some of the and we have different forums. We have different ways of being able to ask the government those questions ourselves. And then once once every however long it is, and the, this time it was eight years, the the UN committee also gets to ask the government those questions. When you say DPOs, you're talking about disabled people's organisations. Yes, sorry, I am. I'm talking about disabled people's organisations, meaning um, obviously there's like a broader sense of disabled people's organisations where we mean um, organisations that are primarily led by, governed by disabled people and they're often membership organisations and that kind of stuff. But we work specifically with 
um, the DPO coalition um, in our in our monitoring. And what sort of discrepancy or disparateness was there between what DPOs were saying to the authority and what was the government saying? Was there quite a wide variation between them? Um, I think... I don't know if it was a, a wide variation because we... So the IMM has, like, a lot of... Um, we quite often interact with the government and we ask them the most challenging questions we can because we really want to, um, obviously, we want really good answers and we want really good policy to be created and we want that policy to kind of actually manifest in really good lives for disabled people. Um, I don't know if it was so much that... We disagreed on many things, but it was more that we want pr- more progress and we want we want it to happen sooner. Um, quite a lot of the um, some of the things we talked about at the at the UN were like how the recommendations from the previous review, which was in two thousand and fourteen. There are quite a few um, recommendations that actually haven't progressed any further. So, Such after is. the um, what's a good example? Um, so, in two thousand and fourteen, um, the UN committee um, recommended that um, under the like independent living in the community. Um, article of the convention that enabling good lives disability supports should be extended to all disabled people Um, and so that was a recommendation from 2014 and that's not not the case now Um, and so we're still saying that um, disability supports and particularly um, you know under enabling good lives but all disability supports should be um, yeah, disability supports should be extended to all disabled people, and there's quite a few people who are still excluded like from who? that. Um, um, people with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder (FASD), um, people with chronic fatigue, um, quite a few rare disorders. Um, so yeah, there's there's uh, there's quite a number of people who are excluded currently, and there's also Obviously, there's a lot of concern around discrepancy between um, ACC funding and what disabled people who come under ACC are entitled to and what um, people who come under well, the new ministry, FICAHA, um, what kinds of supports, who is, it, who is entitled to those supports and what kinds of supports they're entitled to. Yeah, I was thinking about enabling good lives because, I, as I understand it, at the moment, people who are under the care was the IDCC Act, that is Intellectual Disability Care and Control, compulsory care, compulsory care and rehabilitation, and rehabilitation don't qualify for enabling good lives at the moment. They've been seen as not ready for it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of discussions. There have been a lot of discussions about yeah. These are disabled people um, who receive a whole lot of services and, um, yeah, are not 
are not entitled to an enabling good lives approach where they have more say over um, how they get that care, whether they get it, you know, in the community, is it um, mana enhancing, like all of the enabling good lives principles. Um, and obviously there's a lot of complexity around the law, but yeah, absolutely a lot of the disability community um, are really calling for people under the IDCCNR, Intellectual Disability Compulsory Care and Rehabilitation Act, to be able to um, to receive disability supports as other disabled people are. That's the Human Rights Commissioner's Esther Woodbury wrapping up today's show. Now, she's nominated as her favourite track, the song Easy, of New Zealand band Gramsci's album, released about 20-plus years ago. And a big shout-out to our Council Social and Recreation Fund to help bring notables to air more often. Until next time, I'm Mike Gurley, looking forward to your company then. Ka kite anō.
That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.